Thus Spoke Zarathustra. Man is a rope stretched between the animal and the superhuman, a rope over an abyss, a dangerous crossing, a dangerous on the way, a dangerous looking back, a dangerous trembling and halting. What is great in man is that he is a bridge and not a goal. What is lovable in man is that he is an overgoing and a going under. I love those that do not know how to live except by going under, for they are those who go over. I love the great despisers because they are the great adorers and arrows of longing for the other shore. I love those who do not first seek a reason beyond the stars for going under and being sacrifices, but sacrifice themselves to the earth, that the earth may someday become that of the superhuman. I love him who lives in order to know, and seeks to know, in order that the superhuman may live someday, and thus he wants to go under. I love him who labors and invents to build the house for the superhuman, and to prepare for him earth, animal, and plant, for thus he wants to go under. I love him who loves his virtue, for virtue is the will to going under, and an arrow of longing. I love him who reserves not one drop of spirit for himself, but wants to be wholly the spirit of his virtue, thus he strides a spirit over the bridge. I love him who makes his virtue his addiction, and his catastrophe. Thus, for the sake of his virtue, he wants to live on and to live no more. I love him who does not want too many virtues. One virtue is more of a virtue than two, because it is more of a noose on which his catastrophe can hang. I love him whose soul is extravagant, who wants no thanks and returns none, for he always gives away and does not want to preserve himself. I love him who is ashamed when the dice fall in his favor, and then asks, am I a gambler who cheats? For he wants to perish. I love him who scatters golden words ahead of his deeds, and always does even more than he promises, for he wants to go under. I love him who justifies the future ones, and redeems the past ones, for he wants to perish of the present. I love him who chastens his God, because he loves his God, for he must perish of the wrath of his God. I love him whose soul is deep, even being wounded, and who may perish through a minor matter. Thus he goes willingly over the bridge. I love him whose soul is so overfull that he forgets himself, and all things are in him, thus all things become his going under. I love all who are like heavy drops falling one by one out of the dark cloud that lowers over man. They herald the coming of the lightning, and as heralds they perish. Behold, I am a herald of the lightning, and a heavy drop out of the cloud. The lightning, however, is the superhuman. When Zarathustra had spoken these words, he again looked at the people and was silent. There they stand, he said to his heart. There they laugh. They do not understand me. I am not the mouth for these ears. Must one first batter their ears that they may learn to hear with their eyes? Must one clatter like kettle drums and preachers of repentance? Or do they only believe the stammerer? They have something they are proud of. What do they call it? That which makes them proud. Education, they call it. It distinguishes them from the goat herds. Therefore they dislike to hear of contempt of themselves, so I will appeal to their pride. I will speak to them of the most contemptible thing, but that is the last man. And thus spoke Zarathustra to the people. It is time for man to set himself a goal. It is time for man to plant the germ of his highest hope. His soil is still rich enough for it, but that soil will one day be poor and domesticated, and no tall tree will any longer be able to grow in it. Alas, there comes the time when man will no longer shoot the arrow of his longing beyond man, 
and the string of his bow will have forgotten how to whir. I tell you, one must still have chaos in oneself to give birth to a dancing star. I tell you, you still have chaos in yourselves. Alas, there comes the time when man will no longer give birth to a star. Alas, there comes the time of the most despicable man, who can no longer despise himself. Behold, I show you the last man. What is love? What is creation? What is longing? What is a star? So asks the last man, and he blinks. The earth has become small, and on it hops the last man who makes everything small. His species is ineradicable, like that of the flea. The last man lives longest. We have invented happiness, say the last men, and blink. They have left the regions where it was hard to live, for one needs warmth. One still loves one's neighbor and rubs against him, for one needs warmth. Becoming sick and being suspicious are sinful to them. One proceeds carefully. He who is a fool still stumbles over stones or human beings. A little poison now and then, that makes pleasant dreams, and much poison at last for a pleasant death. One still works, for work is a pastime but one is careful lest the pastime should hurt one. One no longer becomes poor or rich. Both are too burdensome. Who still wants to rule? Who still wants to obey? Both are too burdensome. No shepherd and one herd. Everyone wants the same. Everyone is the same. Whoever feels different goes willingly into the madhouse. Formerly all the world was insane, say the subtlest of them in blink. One is clever and knows all that has happened so there is no end of derision. One has one's little pleasures for the day and one's little pleasures for the night, but one has a regard for health. We have invented happiness, say the last man in blink. And here ended the first speech of Zarathustra, which is also called the prologue, for at this point the shouting and mirth of the multitude interrupted him. Give us this last man, O Zarathustra, they called out. Make us into these last men, then we will make you a present of the superhuman, and all the people exalted and smacked their lips. But Zarathustra turned sad and said to his heart, They do not understand me. I am not the mouth for these ears. Too long, perhaps, I have lived in the mountains. Too long I have listened to the brooks and trees. Now I speak to them as to the goat herds. My soul is calm and bright as the mountains in the morning, but they think I am cold and I jeer and make terrible jests. And now they look at me and laugh. And while they laugh, they hate me too. There is ice in their laughter.